So now that we've learned that once my activity was done prior to Shabbos, even though something is going to transpire, something's going to take place in Shabbos, that is not a problem. There is no issue of Shvisa's Kalim. So we mentioned yesterday that there is an exception. The exception is, based on the Gemara, Shitas Rabbah, that is something that makes a lot of noise. It's Mashmias Kol, it makes noise. So then there's some type of Maris Ayan issue that people are going to think you did a Malacha on Shabbos, and therefore if it makes noise, the Ramah says one should be Machmer. However, if it's a Makayim Hefsid for a financial loss or the Makayim Mitzvah, one could be Makal and one is allowed to have things go or continue on Shabbos even though they are making noise. And that's why we finished with the Psak of Rabbi Vadi Yosef Zetzal that the IDF soldier that needed to wash his clothing you know, by using the first hour of Shabbos, he was going to dry his clothing and press the button right before Shabbos. So Rabbi Vadi Yosef said even the Ramah would agree that in a case, a situation of necessity, one can be lenient and have these things go on Shabbos. So when thinking of halacha in a practical way, one would just look around their home and see which things are... Noisy, if it's not noisy, then it could go off on Shabbos. Additionally, even if it is noisy, we mentioned from the Ramah that if this is something that's typically set before Shabbos, the Ramah brings the case of the grandfather clock, even though it makes noise, still, since people know that I set it before Shabbos, they're not going to assume or accuse me of violating Shabbos. So the next step would be, and people actually reached out and asked me this question after hearing yesterday's share, that we, uh, what, what, why should Shabbos clocks be a problem? I said it before Shabbos. Everyone knows I'm using a Shabbos clock, and there should be no issue. I can have Shabbos clocks doing all types of things on Shabbos. Now, the truth is, if you look at the voice from many years ago, the Shabbos clock was discussed regarding maybe sprinkler systems or lights. In today's world, people could use timers for anything. I remember even years ago, someone asked me, I have a relative that does, uh, he specializes actually in this industry of timers for, for homes and he has some from customers as well. So he had a customer in Long Island, I believe, that asked him to set up a cover for a swimming pool that would that would uh, get that would open up, roll up on Shabbos automatically, nine o'clock in the morning, so that he could swim on Shabbos. And he wants to cover it. It would cover. It would get. It would get covered at like ten o'clock. So he had an hour or two of uh, swim time every Shabbos morning. So the Shiloh of this person asked me. He asked a few other rabbanim, "Is is there a problem of lift Are you not allowed to swim on Shabbos?" So he was told to ask this. Tell this person. Ask your rabbi about the swimming part. So he said, what do you mean? The rabbi comes to, to swim with me as well. So the, that was that Shiloh. But anyways, people could use timers for all types of things. As a Shiloh, can a person set up his coffee machine to have it go off Shabbos morning? Or can you have an electric uh, or digital picture frame switching pictures throughout Shabbos? Many different Shilohs come up. So let's see, can we just assume that as long as this was set before Shabbos, and either it doesn't make noise, or even if it does make noise, as long as people know that this is typically used with timers, then it wouldn't be a problem. Or perhaps we're missing some detail in halacha. We know there's a famous uh, psaq of Ramosha Feinstein against Shabbos clocks. So where's this all coming from? So first of all, let's take it one step at a time. When it comes to just typical 
uh, appliances, electric items. Ramosha Feinstein was asked about setting an alarm clock for for Shabbos morning. Can a person have that? You have, you have an alarm clock going off on Shabbos. So he said if it's so loud, you can hear it outside the room. So then that would be a problem of Hashmah's call, of, make, of, of noise taking place on Shabbos. And people are going to think you set it on Shabbos. Now, even though people typically set their alarm clocks before, Rav Moshe says, very interestingly, that here, when it comes to alarm clocks, people will set it at night, right before they go to sleep. So then you would assume the person did it on Shabbos, not before Shabbos. So therefore, Rav Moshe Feinstein was machmer. Some people said, no, that we don't have to try to figure out when exactly the, per- the person would set the alarm, as long as this is typically set in advance. So this wouldn't be a problem of Marasayan. That's one discussion. A second discussion is, this is found in the, the Sefer Mincha Shleimah, Rav Shleimah Zaman Robach, that's all. Let's say something is typically you know, used without timers and clocks. People, when they want it on, they turn it on. But we live in a community where everybody uses Shabbos clocks. So when I see someone's uh, hot, you know, hot plate going on Shabbos morning, oh, I know, he probably used a Shabbos clock. Every Jewish appliance store sells Shabbos clocks. So does that change? And Rosh Hashanah says no. That the only time we allow this... Uh, this concept of the uh, grandfather clock that everyone knows that it was set before Shabbos, that's only when things are typically set before Shabbos independent of the Shabbos clock, meaning that these things the whole week are used on timers, like an air conditioner or a thermostat or lights. So people the whole week will set up their home that lights will go on a certain time. But if something, you would never set it on a clock. So, every, so the only time you do it is for Shabbos. So then... People might not know that you have a Shabbos clock. That is the sheet of Shabbos Zaman However, many Paiskim argue, and they say, no, this should be a classic example of Marasayan. When it comes to Marasayan, the, the way there were Ramah Paskins in a few places is that we go by based on what people will assume. And if most people assume you're doing the correct thing, then everyone knows. An example of Asher Weiss is a tshuva regarding Marasayan, and I think it's in his first Chalik and Shal's Jewish Minchasasher. He discusses a few examples. How can a person shave? If you if you shave with a, a good shaver, you have a very close shave. So maybe an onlooker is going to say, oh, you must have shaved with a razor. And you did hashchasa sa'ar, you, you used, a, used a razor. So he says, no, there, everyone knows, there's electric shavers available. Or he says, how could a woman wear a shaitel? Maybe uh, people are going to think that she that it's really her hair. He says, no, everybody knows that it looks like a shaitel, so it's a shaitel. So the point is that anytime you have this concept of everybody knowing, everybody knows that when you walk out of McDonald's with a coffee, you're drinking a coffee, you're not eating a cheeseburger. You walk out of a cheeseburger, that's a different question. But everyone knows McDonald's has bathrooms, McDonald's has coffee, the gas station has a soda. So typically... When it comes to figuring out if a, if a specific scenario is Maris Iron or not, we would just simply go by what people will assume. So in a culture or in a community where everybody uses Shabbos clocks for everything, so then you would be able to be makele and say that there is no Maris Iron. So that's the opinion of most of the Paiskim. But I do want to point out, Rav Shemaz Abunorbach was Mahmer on this Shiloh. Now, there's a third consideration here, which is not found really in your classics form, but it is found in the uh, Sefer Torah Lashma and the Sefer Machanachayim. The Machanachayim was a, uh, a son of a Talmud of the, the Chassam Sefer. So they, they say the following. This whole discussion that we had, the first two shiurim of this week, that 
once a person started the activity prior to Shabbos, so there's no problem that it gets completed on Shabbos. However, perhaps that is only when you already had begun the activity, you already began the activity on Friday. However, let's say the activity doesn't even begin until Shabbos starts. So then the Misa took place on Shabbos. If the, if the action took place on Friday and continued into Shabbos, so we could use a Lamdisha term found in the Namukha Yosef, according to the Torah Lishma, that we go by the beginning. We say the entire Misa, let's say a person lit Shabbos candles, and the candles are burning throughout Shabbos, the first few hours of Shabbos. So we go back to the original Misa, the original action that the person did was Friday afternoon. But let's say you put something on a timer... So when did the, the malacha take place? The entire action took place on Shabbos itself. So who's to say that that is included in Beis Hillel's heter? Now, what's the source for this? So the truth is there's a Yushami. The Yushami in a few places seems to hold like this. One place, just to point out, is that we asked on, on Beis Hillel that it says that the, uh, the wheat mill would not be able to be used on Friday afternoon going into Shabbos. So we answered because Hashemah's call. That was Rabbah. Rav Yosef said, that's not Beisil, that's Shittas Beishamai. There's another answer. This is found in the Yerushalmi. And, and the Yerushalmi says because when it comes to wheat being put into a, uh, the, the mill, each kernel is a entity on its own. And that kernel did not, the, the kernel that's being ground on Shabbos, no malacha was done to it on Friday. So therefore, it's a brand new malacha. And that never had a haschala, never begun on Friday. And therefore, it's a new malacha taking place in Shabbos. And that's why it's also, that's the opinion of the Yushami. Based on this, some of the Paiskim, the Torah Lashma, the Machin they say that if the action, the activity is only taking place on Shabbos, it didn't, doesn't start on Friday, one cannot do this malacha. So what would be the first example of this? So the Shah talks about Shabbos clocks, and this is the discussion of the previous uh, century discussing Shabbos clocks. The reason to be, to be machmer would be this concept that it, it did not begin until Shabbos, until, until Shabbos day, as opposed to the uh, the Bavli, the Bavli doesn't mention anything. The Bavli just said, as long as you uh, as long as you're not doing anything on Shabbos, it's mutter. So this machlekes is machlekes between uh, the Machne Chaim and the Torah Lashma, their Machmer, and all the other Paiskim. So how how do we Paiskim? If you look at Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, the Shevet Halevi, Rav Ozner Zetzal, they were all Mako. They said no, you cannot call it the Halacha. We don't go with the Yerushalmi. It's not mentioned anywhere. There is a Ksaviyad they pulled out that the Ramam actually brings this down. But Kimat, all the Paiskim are Mako, that one would not be violating Shabbos if the activity only took place on Shabbos. However, one's going to ask, so what's Rav Moshe Feinstein's problem? What's, what's his issue with the Shabbos clock? So it has nothing to do with the halachic issue of Shvisa's Kalim. It's something else. Rav Moshe says that independent of this discussion that the, the activity has to take place before, before Shabbos, no. Rav Moshe says that if you look at the Isra of Amir al-Nachri, a person cannot ask a Nachri, a non-Jew, to do Malacha for him on Shabbos. We don't want you having benefits from Malacha on Shabbos. And why is that? So Rav Moshe says, and the, the depth of that is, it will be a Zilzul Shabbos, that you don't really have to keep Shabbos. You'll have people cook for you. You'll have people wash your car for you, you know, drive to the, to the store for you. You'll have all these things being done for you on Shabbos. That's the biggest Zilzul Shabbos. So he said, if you have Shabbos, the availability of Shabbos clocks, 
You could have everything being done on Shabbos. He, he's afraid you're going to sit and watch TV the entire Shabbos as long as you, uh, you put it on the clock. So, therefore, Moshe Feinstein was Machmer. So, going over, going over time, I just want to finish the sugya here. So, that was the Chumr of Moshe Feinstein. He said that we are already makele for lights to, to go on on Shabbos. That's for a specific reason. But everything else... You want should not use the Shabbos clock. Most pious can argue. They say no. This first of all, we don't care about the Torah Lishma's reason that the activity has to take place on Shabbos. And Rav Moshe Zilzul Shabbos. Okay, he made up his. He's he's coming up with his new Chiddush Halacha. That's not brought. That's not brought in Halacha. And therefore, most pious can are mako. One is allowed to use a Shabbos clock. There's a middle shita. The middle shita is that. Let's try to be machmer like our Moshe Feinstein. And anything that's a zilzul Shabbos that I wouldn't do, that would never be put in a timer during the week. I'm literally trying to avoid, you know, getting, I'm trying to get him, getting, getting around this halacha by doing it on Shabbos, maybe the swimming pool case. That would be a zilzul Shabbos. So that's a middle uh, approach. But again, most price game are make So some examples, and just to, to summarize it. If it's, if it's not making noise on Shabbos, and it's... Uh, and you're not going with Rav Moshe Feinstein's Chumrah, so then one is allowed to, to, uh, to use the Shabbos clock. The, the next level will be, what if it is making noise, but people know that these things are typically put on timers, not Shabbos clock, they're typically set on a timer. You have a thermostat, so that's also mutter. The next level is, what if something makes noise, and... It's not typically put on the timer, but I decided to come up with this idea to put on the timer. So then it depends if many people do it. So we could be mako based on Maris Ayan Halachas, that that's what people do. They do use Shabbos clocks for this thing. However, you come up with a new thing that nobody ever used the Shabbos clock for, nobody ever used the timer for, that will be us. So some examples would be, you know, a picture frame that's, that's, uh, that's just showing different pictures on Shabbos. That'll be mutter. Uh, your electric zmanim board in a shul would be mutter. How about a sink disposal? So one could argue a sink disposal. Most people don't have it on timers. So you put it on a timer to go off every hour and a half. That's a chiddush and it makes a lot of noise. So that would probably be us or the swimming pool tarp. Depending how noisy it is, depending how typical it is. Uh, dishwasher. So a dishwasher. How you get it? First of all, you have to close it in order for to set it off at 11 o'clock. If it's going to go off at 11 o'clock, so the dishwasher must be sealed shut. So if, I'm, if I shut it at 10.30, so I am through a grumma getting it to go off on Shabbos. That will be another issue. The final discussion, which we'll leave for a different time, is regarding warming things up, making coffee. So that gets into the uh, next sugya of Chazara and Shehia, so we'll spend some time on Shehia in the next couple of shurim, and then maybe we'll get back to this concept of putting a plata or putting a coffee machine on a timer. Sorry for going over time, just wanted to move on to the next thing.